Well, the World Health Organization has been accused by some of mishandling, you could say, the coronavirus pandemic. Why is that to accusation? Why are they being made? Well, Sam Cooper, who is a global news investigative journalist, has taken a look at this, has written about this, and he joins us on the line now. Sam, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Joe. Uh, I think a lot of people started paying even more attention uh, when Donald Trump uh, decided that the United States was no longer going to be uh, be um, funding the World Health Organization or wanted to cut funding. Uh, he didn't cite sources, as you've talked about in your piece, uh, but his allegations that uh, the WHO failed to respond to information about uh, this virus. Uh, why do you think or what have you found out uh, as far as accusations that uh, the, the organization didn't do a good job of handling? this? Well, first of all, you're exactly right that uh, President uh, Trump put this on. Uh, he really, he, he seemed to have politicized the issue and, of course, made this front page news to pull funding right in the middle of a pandemic. But the facts are that uh, a lot of analysts and investigators for the past couple of months have been looking very closely at how the WHO responded. And there's really been, I would say, broad criticism uh, from a number of uh, people around the world that have pointed to uh, reporting that came out of China very early uh, January, February. We now have a pretty broad consensus that it looks like they were concealing the, uh, the you know, the, the breadth of this pandemic risk and the infectiousness. And so uh, the WHO on January 14th, for example, tweeted that uh, preliminary investigations in China show uh, no evidence, no, uh, no evidence that human to human transmission is occurring. That's a that's a very important warning, because if they had said something stronger, such as uh, transmissions were occurring in the community, then other nations might have taken stronger measures at their borders. We've now learned that at the same time, allegedly January 14th, the, the Chinese Communist Party at high levels was acknowledging serious pandemic risk and that evidence did point to human to human transmissions. So that's one of the points that uh, critics are, are, are asking, where was the WHO on that early on the reporting coming out of China? Because they do have a mandate to independently verify uh, the reporting coming out of uh, the countries where the disease is occurring. Another just one point is that a pandemic wasn't declared until March 11th. And by that time, as we know now, uh, the, the disease had spread very widely around the world. There was really no chance to contain it at its source anymore. And has there been any response from the WHO to these allegations? So far, the WHO has said, first of all, they're, they're disappointed with President Trump's uh, action. And I think uh, a lot of people around the world are disappointed. At the same time, uh, a lot of people are saying the WHO does need to be examined here. I, I, saw, I saw a tweet today from two former ambassadors, uh, from, uh, Canadian ambassadors in China, that said, let's basically separate the, the political fog from the facts. We do need to look at what happened here. The WHO, it, to my questions, they did not respond directly, but they were uh, they wanted to note that they took the action to, to declare a global health emergency on January 30th. And that is the highest alarm they can they can sound short of calling a pandemic. Uh, is the the allegation or the insinuation then that the WHO uh, kind of kind of uh, 
is reluctant to do anything that is negative uh, towards China. And you've touched on this in the piece as well, in that Taiwan has responded to the coronavirus in a way. They have very few deaths. They got a hold of the infection rates. They kept them down in that country. Taiwan's not a part of the WHO. It's not a part of the UN. Uh, is, Is the insinuation there as well that the WHO just doesn't want to ruffle feathers with China? That's absolutely what the critics are pointing to. And I I think they have a fair amount of evidence that that would say certainly Taiwan uh, early in January put up very strong travel bans at their borders. Uh, They were they were making quarantines, quarantines and health checks essential at airports. And on the other hand, uh, the WHO has still not has basically said it's not right uh, to boil it down, to block borders. Uh, the, the disease knows no borders. Part of their mission is to make sure that uh, countries aren't economically harmed or trade isn't hurt and that uh, no discrimination occurs. But the critics would say that the countries that uh, relied on their own uh, intelligence and their own assessments of the risk that was coming out of China uh, that wasn't publicly being uh, reported from China those countries have fared much, much better. Taiwan uh, only has something like 400 cases. This is a country of 23 million right beside mainland China with many links. So certainly the critics are pointing to Taiwan. And they're also saying in Canada, is, is, has Canada's government sort of blindly followed WHI, WHO's guidelines uh, to, you know, to the T? And uh, our health minister, the Canadian health minister, Patty Haidu, she has been asked about this and and doesn't go there. She hasn't gone there at all. Uh, uh, The federal government, uh, it's fair to say they've held the line. They are saying that the WHO has done what they're supposed to do, and that is respond with scientific evidence. But uh, there's another argument here. Uh, You know, experts in, in pandemics, in viral spread say, if you're waiting uh, to stop, you know, the disease in its tracks, you're being too slow. You have to be aggressive. And so I think, uh, you know, we've certainly seen um, a lot of members from the Conservative Party in Canada are saying that, you know, at this point, the evidence is the WHO moved too slow. They were not recommending the use of masks early. They were not recommending travel bans. And countries, again, that took up those measures have done a lot better. And this isn't just a partisan, uh, you know, criticism either. We had a former liberal justice, minor, ju- justice minister, Erwin Kotler, the other day sent out a letter saying that this virus, uh, China has to take a lot of the blame and the WHO has been moving very closely with China. Hmm. And I mean, and that's like you said, it's not partisan. If you look at what how countries have responded and the countries that went on their own and did those things, you're absolutely right. They they have fewer cases. They have they have been able to slow this down much much faster. Uh, what do you learn from this, or what do we take from this? Then then, as we are in the middle of this pandemic, we're still not on the other side of it. So what do what do you think happens next? As far as do we have more criticism of the WHO or more fallout? I suppose from what the United States has done. I'm pretty, uh, it's already known that the the United States will, they say, they have suspended their funding until they examine the WHO's role in this. I'm hearing already from sources in Canada that uh, we can expect hearings, uh, whether it's in health committees or 
or uh, p- other parliamentary actions about the WHO's actions, about uh, Canada's response or relationships with the WHO, and about China's reporting. I think we'll see a, a lot of countries around the world ask these questions, but what happens next, we're still very much... I know people want to uh, make a judgment whether the curve has been flattened. Certainly, uh, the incidences of of spread have slowed down in Canada and much of the world. But I think uh, it's too for a lot of people. It's too soon to uh, to look for blame. This is still very much about uh, stopping the disease and saving lives. All right. So we will leave it there. Sam Cooper, thank you so much. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Joe.